Hey guys, and welcome to Service Alliance Podcast. I am your host with the most equipment, Zach Ryder. We have an interview today. It's one of our own. We love when we do that. We're bringing a brother who's been in the industry a long time. He has 39 years of experience. He's owned a business for 29 years. It's a lot of experience. That's a lot of time in this industry. He's seen a lot of things. He's done a lot of things. So without further ado, let's get into it. Mark, Mark Kelly, I am glad to have you on, friend. Well, thanks, Zach. I appreciate you having me on. So we met through, uh, you're part of our beta mastermind, the Service Alliance Group beta mastermind. And uh, I heard you talking the other day. I'm like, I want to bring you on. You got a lot of experience. We love interviewing our own. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, when you first sent me the message that, oh, we want to put you on the podcast, my first answer was no. I go, this is not my comfort zone. I don't want to do it. I go, I don't have anything to say, anything interesting. But um, you said, oh, no, you got so many years experience. This would be great. It's funny that night, uh, TK is my mentor in the group. And he said, you know, guys, go out and get out of your comfort zone. Do something you wouldn't normally do. So uh, I said, okay, I'm just going to say, unlike Nancy Reagan, just say yes. You know, I'm going to do it. So yeah, it's, it's a good time. Everyone gets, everyone gets a little freaked out, whether it's on the morning grind or coming on the podcast and they realize, oh, I'm not dead after it. So, you know, it's not so bad. So, um, but I'm going to give you a floor. Let us know uh, who you are, where you're from. Like, that's kind of the first thing that we start with um, is who you are. And what we should know about you, um, share about your company, how you got your start and kind of kind of where that is. And then I'll bring myself back up and uh, we'll get further into the discussion. Sounds great. My name is Mark Kelly. I own Kelly's Appliance Center in Sonoma County, California. It's northern California, just north of San Francisco. We have six technicians and two CSRs. Uh, been running this way about 10 years now. Uh, as Zach said, I started 39 years ago uh, and uh, I've done different things throughout the times. I originally started with a guy who had a used appliance store, so hooked up with him selling uh, used appliances. Uh, interesting thing, we're recording this on 420 and our shop was in San Rafael, which was in the shadows of San Rafael High School, where 420 was first born, you know. So that's an interesting. That's an interesting little tidbit. I I uh, I like that. So yeah, my dad was an appliance repairman. That's how I got in the business. His company worked for laid him off. They they well they cut their service department out. So 1975, he went out on his own. My dad was a great guy, my best friend. He's passed away now, but. Um, so he drug me along, you know, when I was 12 years old, I was his assistant for years and years till I graduated high school. And, uh, all that time I hated it. <laughs> I told him I'm never going to be an appliance repairman, dad. So I went to work actually in oil refinery, uh, great job, great benefits, great pay. But, uh, for a 20 year old kid, it was death on the social life. You work graveyards and swing shifts and miss going out with my friends. And so I quit <laughs> and I bounced around doing different jobs. And finally my mom said, 
why don't you go work for your dad? You you know that you know what you're doing. Go work for him. So, 1983, I went went to work for him full time, permanent. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's awesome. You're second generation, and you didn't want to be. Um, <laughs> you know, and 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 we hear that story more more times than not about appliance repair guys. Like, there's so many um, so many guys and gals out there. They're like. Yeah, no, that was not what I was going to do. I bounced around. I did this. I did that. You know, all these different evolutions. I think uh, one of the things that we were talking about in the intro. So you you kind of hit it hidden at it that you started with like a used appliance company, um, but you've also done some other stuff. You've had some like coin up. You've had like just these. You were doing installation for a while. Like you've done these little little evolutions and you've been a solo guy at some point and now you're now you're running six techs and so yeah so um when my dad was actually a good networker you know didn't even know what networking was at the time but he was friends with a lot of the other appliance guys in the area he had a buddy who had a little used appliance store he was an old sears tech who got laid off and uh washer and dryer refrigerator sell and rebuild some I went to go, my dad says, hey, go work for Robbie. So I went to go work for him. He taught me rebuild an old belt drive, Whirlpool washers and dryers, and we'd sell them out of this shop. Um, I did that for many years. And then he got older. He was ready to retire. I was kind of done. We had lost our, we had the pickup from Sears for a long time, picking up all their old stuff. They went to a big recycler to pick up all their appliances. So the used stuff kind of dried up. And about that time I had, I knew the sales lady at Sears who um, they were using Sears was the techs were actually doing the installs at the time and they're having all kinds of problems. They were two, three weeks backed up. And um, you know, a lot of customers wouldn't wait that long when they bought a new dishwasher, wait three weeks to get it installed. So she started asking me, Hey, can you install a dishwasher? I was sure. So I started installing dishwashers for her and she was able to, she was beating all the other, salespeople out and selling them within a, you know, getting them installed within two or three days of selling them. So then the other sales ladies, who's, who are you? Oh, Mark's doing. So all of a sudden they all started using me. I ended up doing two big store, steer stores. I ended up having six installers. We were installing over a hundred and some odd appliances a week. It was, um, you know, I just kind of fell into it. Most of my things in life is just kind of falling into not a lot of planning just happened and then it just grew and snowballed from there and i did that till about 2006 i was more of an installation we still did some repairs but all my guys were all installers yeah now you've kind of evolved into service only you have a little bit of warranty work you said just for a couple specific brands so that's pretty neat what what's been like what's been your favorite? What do you what do you think the sweet spot has been for you as you've evolved through the years? Obviously, you probably didn't start with six guys, right? Like you've, you've right, been... yeah. Well, it was just me and my dad for a long time, and like I said, my dad never even graduated high school, so he didn't know anything about running a business. So I got taught by someone who didn't know how to run a business, so I didn't know how to run a business. Um, still, a lot of times today, I think I don't know how to run a business, but um, you know, I, I got that installation thing going and was. Um, I had some huge claims. We, we had a water valve break off and we flooded a 
three-story condominium complex. Um, my insurance was already through the roof because of some other claims. And my insurance was, that's how I ended up getting 2006. Uh, my shop flooded in a big storm. Um, so my insurance company was going to cancel me. So I had to just lay everybody off. In April of 2006, I laid everybody off and went back to just being, my dad answered the phones and I did the calls, you know, and just did one man show from 2006 to about 2010. I was coach. My daughter was in softball and stuff, and I got really involved in coaching girls softball, high school, and travel teams. So I I just do like six jobs a day. I'd get up at 7 a.m., be done by noon, and then go coach a softball team and stuff like that. And did that for a few years. She graduated. Um, I even did the softball thing after, and then I just decided I don't know. To be honest, I don't even remember what happened that I decided, Hey, let's get back to doing it. So I, I knew a guy who was going, he was an appliance guy, had a little appliance store and he was struggling. So I says, Hey, I come work. I, I rented a little shop. I says, come work for me. You can sell, you know, sell the stuff up in the back of the shop, do the deliveries installation. You take care of all that. I'll do the repairs. And at this time my son came. So we're, we're going third generation. My son came to work for me. My daughter came to work for me. Um, they both left. So I have no, no kids, no family in the appliance in the business anymore, which I think is probably the best. I had my ex-wife work for me. My sister worked for me. My nephew work, nephews have worked for me. And now I know family. And I, I think that's the, the sweet spot. Yeah, I've heard that before. Don't, uh, that actually was the first piece of advice that I got from another long timer. Uh, my, my mentor said, don't, don't ever have family work for you. He goes, that is my like number one golden rule that and pay someone else to do the books. Like those are the two things that he, same thing. Like he was not a business owner by any stretch of the imagination. I did not learn business from him whatsoever. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, yeah. Uh, hire, yeah. hire someone to do the books and don't let family work for you. <laughs> yeah. That's great advice. Yeah, I uh, and I know there's husbands and wives that do, you know, work out amazing. And 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 I see there's definitely a benefit to it because you need somebody who's going to do the books and answer your phones who you can trust. And, um, you know, it's handling all that, all your money. So it's it's important to have someone you can trust. But if you can get away from that, that's, you know, I think that's the best thing. Um, so, yeah. Then, so I just started hiring, you know, slowly started hiring a tech here, tech there. 2012, I hired this. 2012 was still the kind of the end of the Great Recession. And so there was actually tons of people looking for work. I put now I put an ad out. I get just a, a few people apply. Then I probably had 30 people apply and people really well qualified, overqualified contractors, plumbers, because in our area, they quit building. Building went just stopped completely. So there was plumbers and electricians and all these guys. And I don't know, I picked this, you know, with the help of actually my daughter and uh, the guy who was rebuilding the appliances, they said, I like this kid. So I hired this 22 year old kid. He was building tough sheds and tough shed was laying them all off because they were going to an outside contractor to build their sheds. So um, came to work for me and he's now my service management with me almost 10 years. He's a rock star. You know, I, I took him down to ask you know, few months after it was down in San Diego, a um, few months after he started and they had Samsung had this display up where they 
um, you know, they a little tech challenge, you know, take the bellows off, put it back on, get the model, you know, all these little steps. And he ended up winning it, you know, win a big screen Samsung TV. And everybody's just like, who's this kid? Who's this kid? And I go, he's a rock star and he's my rock star. Stay away from him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, awesome. uh, yeah. So he's still my service manager, you know, he's like my son, you know, so everything's going really good. And over the time we've added more techs, we fired techs. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, everything's just kind of moved along really well. I've got two great young ladies in the office who are awesome. My office manager, she runs the business. I, I'm at the t- part of my life now where I don't do very many service calls and me and my wife like to travel and go away. So they run the business. The two of them run the business and it's awesome. What, uh, so going back 39 years, that's a lot of, that's a lot of experience. Like what's your, what's been your take as the industry has changed? Because in 39 years, it has changed a heck of a lot. I mean, Oh yeah. You know, when I started Sears was the big retailer in our counties. Uh, I'm into Marin County and Sonoma County. So the Sears was a big retailer at the time. So Almost all the appliance, and at the, when I started, they only sold Kenmore. They didn't sell all the brands, so everything out there was Whirlpool or Kenmore. You know, there was, and so that's eighty-five percent of the pro, uh, appliances were those. So you only needed a handful of parts, you know, belts and rollers and pumps. And now with all the different brands and all the different models, and them changing, you know, changing models and changing designs, you know, that's the biggest thing is how much inventory you have to carry to be able to do it. And, you know, keeping up with the technology, the nice thing about today is you can go on YouTube, you know, there was no YouTube, there was no internet when I started. So it was reading out of a book or talking to some of the older guys or, um, you know, I don't even know. I went to a United Servicers convention I think it was United Service, it was probably 20 something years ago. And the funny thing is I had no business plan. I had no nothing. And I went to that and you you hear all the guys, you know, the old Dean Landers and Jim Johnson and Mike Stats. Is that name? You know that name, Zach? Not off uh, the top of my head, but James, uh, James Dolbear and some of the other yeah. guys. Paul like, McDonald. And Paul those McDonald. Guys. Yeah. And so, you know, they're telling you, you got to have a business plan. You got to do that. You know, all these things. So like, I came back from that and had some guy help me write a business plan. To be honest, I threw it in a drawer 20 years ago and I haven't, I don't, (laughs) I haven't looked at it since I'm, I'm like my, my parents used to tell me do as I say, not as I do. Cause I'm, I'm still terrible at a lot of processes and I don't know my CODB. I don't know my FTC. I don't know. I don't know my conversion rate. You know, people always, I don't know any of that. I've kind of gone by my gut for 39 years, you know, and I, I just got a, a good feeling. And luckily my guts steered me wrong, right. Most of the time. So again, I don't advise anybody else to do it this way, but this is just the way I've done it. In fairness though, you are in the mastermind. You are getting connected with other business owners on a regular basis. So, you know, Oh yeah. And, and already we've only had a couple of meetings and already I've gotten great ideas from them and great advice. So it's invaluable. I, um, you know, when it, goes you know when it's next available i encourage everybody to go do that mastermind and tk and ej and zach and 
Justin are all great, great guys to work with. Well, we appreciate that feedback. That's pretty awesome. I didn't, I didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> no, that's all. <sighs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Like I, I, uh, I got in almost 10 years ago and, uh, I mean, just in, in my time, like watching the changes that have happened are just, it's, it's wild. Like it's wild, um, yeah. between technicians, the technology, the, the, like everything. I mean, it's just, it's crazy the way things have changed, you know? Yeah. The technologies. And that's, that's one of the big things I'm hoping to get out of the mastermind group is the marketing and advertising, you know, I, cause that's my real weak point is the Google ads and the, all that, you know, my Google, my business, I, you know, I, every week I have a hard time getting into the zoom or getting into these things. I, you guys got to send me another link so I can find it and, enter it so it's this is this is my my marketing started which i think i'm great at and this is part of my success is the going door to door you know i went door to door to property management companies and bringing cards bringing starbucks cards um just talking to them and you know it i i just did that we've we've kind of i got six texts now and i got to get so much more work we're we're a little on the slow end now so I've been going out this last couple of weeks, just going, hitting them up. And um, I've already seen jobs come from these property management companies that weren't using me. I think another great resource is your competitors. Um, I'm, I'm always been good friends with all the other guys in the industry around me. And not everybody works on every brand. You know, I mean, we do Samsung and LG. A lot of companies don't do Samsung and LG. Boom. They know. Oh, call Mark. Call Mark. I, probably 20% of our calls are from other appliance companies that don't service a certain area, don't service a certain brand or certain appliance. Well, so I, I want to talk about your marketing because I, I enjoy digital marketing, but there's way more value depending that you need both. Let me, let me start with that. You need both. You need digital marketing, but you also need what you're talking about the face-to-face -face networking. And so many of these new guys, young guys, like they don't have it. They do not have those soft skills that, that, um, that go and talk to the property manager, go and talk to the next door neighbor. Hey, you know, you're in your area or even like go and talk to, go and talk to the guys at the parts counter. Like that art is yep. lost. Yeah. It is so you know, and I think, I think a big part of that, you know, they used to have, um, live training. I guess you guys are doing that with Encompass. In it, uh, is it this weekend or this coming weekend? Yeah. Yep. And then I'll be up at uh, MSA in Chicagoland. I'll be in uh, I'll, my plan is to interview Rick Kuman. We're trying to get it lined up. Yeah. That those used to be the great um, to meet other techs in your area. You know, they'd all be going to those local and regional trainings. Now, and, and the manufacturers used to do the new product training and stuff at the local Holiday Inn or something, and that's all gone away. I, I don't know anybody's doing that anymore. Everything's online and Zoom, so you don't meet them and talk to them and exchange ideas and exchange. But the great thing is you got Facebook. You can exchange all those ideas and training online. You know, it's that's an invaluable resource. 
That's um, I mean, yeah, that has helped a bit. I mean, that 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 definitely, you know, I'm not I'm not obviously that's like our space. Like, that's what we do. <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time, like, I think there is a soft skill to actually seeing someone face to face, because how many times like do we see it in groups and, and uh, you know, maybe our group less than others because we kind of squash a lot of that. But like, you know, you got keyboard warriors and you got people who who just are a totally different person behind that keyboard, behind that screen than than they are in person and so like i think there is value like as much as as much as other business owners property managers whatever say that like oh you know just send me an email or whatever they really want that face-to-face connection like we strive for that as human beings and that's pretty awesome that you do that so well and you're able to spin up business just so quickly yeah um yeah i was even surprised now the um one of the local towns had the big chamber of commerce mm-hmm business showcase last week week and a half ago and um i said oh so i'm gonna go it's not my chamber of commerce but i went anyways and um i've probably gotten five six people have already called me and say hey i met you at that chamber thing i need my oven fix i need this you know so um yeah and like i said it's just always been kind of my thing my wife was she's a real estate real estate agent realtor i know i'm always there she's a broker actually but anyway she uh She's the greatest connector in the world. That's another thing. Just find connectors. You can see them on Facebook. You can see them online. When I was younger, the um, most of the hairdressers, you know, wherever you get your hair done, go to a hairdresser Don't go, or even the barber because they talk to everybody. They're, they're connectors. Do something for them. Give them a discount. And I, I, I can't tell you, real estate agents, they're connectors, especially the big producing real estate agents. They know everybody. Everybody trusts them, believes them. I love that you said that, man. I love that you said that. One of my good friends is a commercial real estate agent, and uh, he's he's been a good connector. Um, I have a friend. She's like, I don't know, they have like a union or something like that, but nannies. And uh, like she's the head of like this whole little group of nannies. And so uh, I needed a, uh, to get rid of some old stock appliances and. I'm like, who can I talk to? Oh, connector. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. talk to this girl. And so, you know, we grew up together, whatever. So like, Hey, I got this da, 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 and I ran through and she goes, okay. Two hours later, I had three of the, you know, eight units. So like two yeah. hours later, you know, so yeah, find a good connector. Um, yeah, you know, there's valuable. And, and, and honestly, like practice the art of connection. I think, I think that's the more important part because the only reason she would connect with me is because I myself am a connector and I know that you're a connector too. That's probably why you and your wife, you know, get along so well is as far as that goes, because you do, you have that connector piece, right? Like you are someone that is willing to network with others. And that is, that is what I'm saying. That is such a lost art that that you need in business. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, you know, if, if you're not comfortable with it, it's like anything else, you know, you, you just got to keep doing, it. you got to go. I go to the chamber of commerce meeting almost every Wednesday and, you know, just talk to people and you get a little bit better. And it's amazing. You, you think that nobody wants to talk to a, an appliance repair guy or whatever, but people want to, you know, that you ask them about their story, about their thing. They want to talk to you, you know, you know, we all learn as technicians when you get in the person's house, you know, connect in the house. Oh, that's a nice painting you have on. The, oh, what's your dog's name? You know, all those kind of things. And it's kind of the same thing at those 
chamber meetings and all the other different groups. I've I've gone to the BNI groups and the you know all those kind of things. I've never joined, but uh, you know a lot of people will say, "Hey, come as a guest, come as a guest," and I'll go and pass on my cards and I'll get jobs from those. You know, it's just a. The other thing is the mag magnets are great. I even put the magnet on my van. And because you you know you have neighbors, because you'll have people call you and say, Oh, I saw your van at my neighbor's house. Can you come? I put the stick the magnet on my van so they can just take one, you know. So um that's awesome. And when I see my competitor's magnet on the thing, I take it off the fridge too. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I've always done that. Yeah. 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 Especially if it's something that you know you want there but yeah they got on their fridge i'm working on the fridge how come you didn't call <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well yeah I, you know and you you kind of learn yeah so i uh funny story about that man like like you said just practice practice that connection you're gonna enjoy one of our next guests coming up um if you enjoy that kind of thing i'm gonna see if i can get him to talk about that but um you know for those of you who don't pay attention to the morning grind or some of the other stuff that i do i uh i work with habit finder i am being coached by habit finder and uh, they're big into the mindset and one of the things that they talk about because they do they teach in sales right they teach mindset in sales and so one of the things that they talk about is practicing conversations you're gonna have more conversations with more people and then the conversations are going to get better. And then you're going to start having better conversations with better people. And then you're going to start having more conversations with better people. And then the cycle repeats, right? So um, I'm really excited for him to come on. But that's it. Like, it's just, it's practice. I, right. uh, what I'm practicing conversations right now. Like, I'll just, you know, message people in Messenger. Hey, you know, we're connected. We've never really talked. I just, I, I want to get to know who you are because first of all, you never know who's a great podcast guest. Right. Um, I'm also a health coach. So it's kind of fun to be able to like, you know, if there's someone who, who I can serve in that way, I want to serve them in that way, but I don't know until I talk to people. And so you just begin to have these conversations and begin to learn who it is. You've been a great guest. I enjoyed talking to you, but I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have had a conversation <laughs> with you. Right. And so, yeah. It's it's uncomfortable at first, but you begin to have these awkward, weird conversations. And here's the thing. Unless they completely block you, you're not really going to piss them off. I've blown up conversations and be like, oops. Yeah. I don't know what right. I did there, but not doing that again. Let me, <laughs> let me try a different. Let me try and learn how to read that situation a little better, you know, and, and it, you know, more often than that, it's just a simple, stupid mistake that just that person doesn't connect in that way. Right. But the next person might. So you just you begin to get in tune with that. And that's important in business. I think yeah. I, I, I'm willing to bet you've probably found that so helpful with your customers, not just with like gaining customers, but in selling your customers. I'm sure that's. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I was so I was 20 years old when I first you know went out on my own and was doing appliance press. And I. I was trying to figure out why sometimes it, exactly being a customer's house and you, you tell them the same thing you told another one and they just totally shut you down or, you know, didn't want to hear what you had to say or didn't trust you or whatever it was. And, and then another one would be just so smooth and easy. And the, and, you know, I used to try to figure out, you know, each time, you know, what did I say? What, you know, and you got to learn there's certain topics or just a certain way you present or deliver can turn people off. And, and once you turn them off, sometimes it's hard to turn it back on. Uh, one of the discussions in our mastermind group was 
dealing with difficult customers. And, um, you know, I always kind of found it a challenge, you know, you know, especially if my CSR says, Hey, Mrs. Jones is pissed off. We, you know, did something wrong or this and that. I go, okay, I'm, I'll go do it. I'll go do that job. And I'll, uh, Mrs. Jones giving me a tip, writing me a review and telling me how inviting me over for dinner by the time I'm done, you know, because I take it as a challenge. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. I think part of that, you know, like I said, I, my business success, I think was part of competitive. I played baseball and football and stuff as a kid and I've always been really competitive. So it was always just like, I'm going to outwork you and out hustle you and, you know, just do better, you know, and, uh, I may not be smart. I used to tell people I'm not smarter or anything else, but I'm, I'm, I won't, nobody will outwork me. Yeah. You follow the, uh, Ed Milet, do one more, like just one more, one more, the, 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 and, and like that, that final percent, like that last push is, is what's critical because it's what your competition isn't doing. Right. Right. If you're going just that one more, you're going that extra mile, you're going that, you know, Oh yeah. One more discount or one more customer, one more, whatever it is like that. That's the deciding factor between you succeeding and your, your competition failing. Right. Like, yeah, it's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. See, I told you you were a great guest. I told you you had plenty to talk about. Oh, no, 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 that's good. I agree. You're, you're, you're good at it, Zach. I watched your first uh, podcast and just like the same thing. Oh, you were horrible. <laughs> But now what do you, what, what is this? 48, 49? Yeah, I think so. I recorded one yesterday with Jay Mills. He's going to be coming out this weekend. Um, and then you'll be the following weekend. So yeah, we're somewhere in 47, 48 land. Yeah. So for years. You're, you're getting better and better each one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew this was going to be a good, I had a good omen. Last night I went to dinner. Me and my wife went out to celebrate some important news in her business. And uh, we met two couples from Chicago, you know? And so I said, Oh, this is perfect. I'm meeting with the Mr. Chicago land tomorrow. So <laughs> this will be awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I mean, like, and, and that is a good point. That is a, you know, I, uh, I joke about it all the time, but our early podcasts were just like TK and I prattling and they were garbage. I mean, they were, <laughs> you know, there was some good stuff that happened. I'm not going to say that there wasn't good sure. stuff that came out of it, but yeah, it does. It does take practice. Like, you know, when we have people tell us like, Oh, I can't go on camera. Ah, sure. You can, you know, yeah. it's, it's another thing. It's just practice. And, you know, part of what I do as, as the host is I help you, you know, I kind of help disarm it. We had a little conversation in the, in the pre-roll and, you know, kind of help you calm down. Yeah, exactly. To it all. And I appreciate it. You know, cause I, like I said, I was, I, my initial response was nope, but I'm glad <laughs> I did it. I'm, I'm appreciative to all you guys. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem, man. We're glad that you came on. We're glad that, um, I mean, you dropped a ton of good nuggets. I hope I always, I literally always say this. I hope you all have your notebooks ever since I sat down in the room with Dean Landers and the dude sitting there, you know, Dean sitting there taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. And I'm going, I ain't that smart of a guy. What, what, what is going on here? Why are you taking notes? And he, you know, so I hope people had their notebooks out because there was a lot of gold nuggets dropped in the conversation. You've got a lot of experience and you really, you really shared a lot of wisdom from a lot of years. And I just appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to come on here and, and have a conversation. No, you're quite welcome. And again, I appreciate you guys and appreciate you asking me to come on.
What's one uh what's one final thought that you're going to tell a new business owner or a young a young business owner in the industry? What's like your your gold nugget takeaway from from your years in the industry? Uh, you know, the hiring, the hiring is the biggest thing. Take take your time, do a real thorough investigation and talk to everybody you can about a, a new hire, you know, someone you're interviewing. You know, look on their Facebook page, look on their, you know, call their call everybody you can their ex employers uh or the current employers you know it's you know i've hired other techs from other companies and you know talking to the former things and read but you know they don't want to say a lot they might not say but read between the lines they'll they'll give you enough information you just got to listen and be open to it and even though you're desperate because you're two weeks backed out and you want a new tech and you said damn i'm just gonna hire him because i want him don't do it that's my thing. Don't do it. Hire slow, fire fast. Exactly. Hire slow, yeah. fire fast. <laughs> That's Definitely. awesome. Thank you for that last gold nugget, Mark. We appreciate having you on. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate being on. Well, guys, for the Service Lions podcast, that was an awesome episode. I, I sincerely hope you had your, your uh, notepads out like I always tell you. And uh, if not, Rewind it. Watch it again. If you know someone who needs to watch this episode, like, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends. Help us grow. Help us do better and help us continue to practice. Until next time, Appliance or Service Alliance podcast signing off.